otherwise on SAFM. Now, the AK Snapshot Study Group uh, tutor, mentor, guide, groom, assistant, prepare young people for the future. And they're gaining much success. And uh, I, I, I was so excited when I went. I met them at the Franchuk Literary Festival. I was minding my own business and I met Mr. Kopman. Mr. Kopman, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm fine and hello, Shadow. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Now, I got excited when you talked to us about your study group with your students and when you cited your success. You've been running for 11 years, but I'm interested in, in, in how you started because I'm hoping that we can do this around the country. Yes, Shadow, thank you. It started very simple. It was started with two farm children and the brightest in the lot that was going to go to the farm after grade seven. Mm-hmm. And so the one teacher approached me and asked, can't we do something? And of course, yes, when it's a child and I'm there. So we supported the child with school fees and uniforms and stuff through the whole, whole uh, uh, school term mm-hmm. or till matric and past. Mm-hmm. So that's how it started. And that was uh, in the Kohlbockerfeld area. And then we come closer to, to home where we st- uh, continue with that process with our own learners in our own facility that we avail our premises at the time that it's our house. It got so full that they had to sit in the toilet as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we moved from the, the house to the library and the library came to small. We went to the civic center. They took the security off there and we had to move to the school. So we currently placed at Cedis Park Primary. Uh, we come there together every Saturday. We used to come together in the a civic center from Mondays to Thursdays from 4 to 6 where we tried to inculcate the uh, culture of learning mm. and uh, with the children which we which we succeed very well as I told you about this uh, there's not just one but this latest result is with this child at 29% and uh, the report states that it's going to fail so she came late September after the September uh, holidays with that report and yes we felt sorry and we put her through our paces as we normally do. And the child ended with 57% last year. And this year she started with 79%. So we're hoping that she's going to get off well over 80% this, this current term when they write the June exams. So, uh, yes, and we're at Jason George, uh, which everybody goes about. Uh, he was in our study group for eight years. Mm-hmm. He was the only one, so far as we know, in our region of Michel's Plain Tafelsach that got eight distinctions in his matric, in his matric year. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, he was awarded by our premier, Alan Zilla, and he went there to the Met- South Metropolitan uh, District office and he was rewarded there. So he got quite a few rewards and of course through his uh, achievements he also got a bursary at, uh, currently at UCT in his studying law. The law now, story came about. Uh, Andrew, Andrew, I want to I want to take you back here because I want us to all learn from what you are doing and what you did. Was your back is is, is your background teaching? No, <laughs> no, by profession. I just love children, but profession. I'm I'm a I'm a photographer. So, you, but I visit a lot of schools and I've seen the need and and I and in my community I saw I saw the need. Uh, and we started this program with our with our needy children. Uh, we 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 try. What we first do is to get the child 
confidence. Get, get them that you can learn because you're a human being mm-hmm. and your pure results doesn't have to stay like that. Mm-hmm. And as, as I many a parent can attest, when they come there, they come there with no self-confidence, low self-esteem and stuff like that. And then we work with them. We'll, we will uh, introduce them to the other learners. You know, you get your learners with 86%, 96%. And, and those learners will come on their level and teach the child there. You, you use your like, peer education. It's a, it's a nice program that we have. Mm-hmm. The grade nines will help the grade sevens and the grade fours and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. So, and so, so everybody will come up. The grade twelves will be out by other grade twelves or some people from university, those that that avail themselves. At the moment, we only have one guy <laughs> that is consistently coming uh, to help the grade twelves. But they, they have learned to interact. What we also do to, to help them further, the whole group is in a in a WhatsApp group, so that you during the week you can pose your questions and somehow some people will come to your aid. There will there will be definitely some people. We've got subject advisors that will come that will come and help. But uh, I, Andrew, under, under, under uh, program. Andrew, sorry to, to interrupt you here because uh, I, I really want to catch this. So, yes. where do you get your where do you get your mentors or volunteers from that come and yeah. assist these children? Because you know, you say you're a photographer, you love children, and yeah. you you organize this program. And I want to know the the paces you take them through. And I love the fact that you're using peer education. But to organize it at the beginning couldn't have been easy to organize this money for these for this one girl to take them to 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 school and pay for them. But now you're getting a growing number of 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 students who need help because they they're getting better results, they're getting distinctions. So I'm I'm, I'm missing something here. How did yeah. you manage to amass other educators or, or or volunteers for that matter to assist you with this program? Yes, uh, Shadow, that's a story in itself. I, uh, and that's what one of the things that we, we teach our children amongst educating us to do, to network. Like I network with you, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you saw how the child, while I was talking to you, the advocate was there. He, he grabbed the advocate. Yeah. And, and talk with the advocate. Because that's, that, because I will, uh, afterwards ask him, did you get any numbers? Did you interact and so forth? Because that's what we're trying them to do uh, so that they get... But yeah, so what's that? that's what I'm doing. Wherever I go, I, uh, pro- <laughs> I promote the study group to get some uh, volunteers. That's a very difficult thing to get people to come and uh, avail themselves consistently. We've got one guy now that for the last six years came every Saturday. Mm. They, uh, they come in and go, but he's been so far consistently. And the, the idea is to, those children that go through the program will come back one day and and help out. Mm. That's what Jason George is doing. He's coming Saturdays from university, and then he comes and sit with the children. So mm. we've got one out now. So hopefully next year there's another, another couple, and then eventually it will be the whole community because their children benefit from the program, mm. they will come back. Mm. So it's, it's as simple as that. We're trying to, it's, it's a long-term process, uh, but that's what eventually the aim is that we will be helped by our, by our own. Uh, currently, as I say, we only have the one, and we plead to people always to come and just assist. If you come for an hour or two hours or whatever, uh, we can't pay you. Uh, I've been carrying this thing for all all these years. We've got now 263 learners, and we have to turn away people because it, there's not enough room and there's not enough tutors. You understand? Yeah. So our plea is always to get more people involved 
or even they can't get involved with us, go, go in your own community and start something there. You don't have to be an educated person to do that. As some of our best uh, tutors were not educators, they were just community people, people uh, that, uh, that also yearn to have some help, and that's a testimony we get. If they got that help, they would have been much further. So Andrew, I know, people. I know that you've learned a lot as well, as far as because while these these learners are being taught, you also getting a lot of education. That's that's the thing, and that's testimony we get from from the tutors because as they you, you remember if, if if you must come and you must teach a grade seven child and you are in university or you are matric or something you actually have to go back in your memory bank mm. and 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 go and retrieve that information there and to to transfer to the child so you actually are practicing how to retrieve <laughs> your knowledge <laughs> and you you win more than the child win because when you go on a right you've you've act practice this thing of retrieving information that you've taken in. I love so your passion so much. I love your passion so much. I'm going to have to cut you short there, Andrew, yes. but I want you to tell us for yes. for whoever is listening, what do you need? What sort of help do you need to, to accommodate the children and hopefully um, give them more uh, than, than you can give them right now? Because you say you've got yes. other learners, you've got 263 at the moment and others you have to turn back. So how can people help you? They can help me but by availing themselves. Mm-hmm. And if they got, uh, we used to have eight computers, you know, the normal computers. Mm-hmm. But because we don't operate from home, we can't carry the computer. So, so we'd be uh, really happy if someone can donate uh, two or three laptops. Okay. And then because the children need to do research, mm-hmm. I've got enough printers, so we don't need printers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they need enough. Uh, uh, we need uh, computers so that they can do research for their project. A lot of them don't have computers at home and the school is limited uh, when they can use it there. So the, the, the study group is a nice platform for them to come and do that research and we can teach them. Of, we've done that in the past. We teach them how to do research for their projects and, and we download things from the education department, tutorials that they can take home or, 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 or learn from there mm. and put on mm. their phones and stuff like that. But, but because okay. we don't have that now, that is our greatest need, just those two items. We've been uh, carrying on all these years with the success. Of <laughs> so, uh, no, yes, I just love, I just love the way you, you're passionate about this again and, and how happy you are to see these children succeed. So how do people get hold of you, Andrew? I've, I've, I've got a number, uh, 073. Uh-huh. 767 5844 mm-hmm. or uh, my email address is snapshots.ak mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Very simple. Snapshots.ak Snapshot. at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Well, I, I hope you don't stop taking pictures because I think you must continue <laughs> to do that as you get the kids. <laughs> As you get the kids educated, don't stop. And we'll keep track of you, Andrew. I promised the children that I would, uh, you know, they they must give us good results at the end and um, I will be in touch. But thank you so much for talking to us and well done. Wish you all the best for for what you do. And I hope that somebody uh, offers those laptops to you just to assist. Thank you very much, Shadow. Appreciate the time on the air. All the best. eh? God bless. Bye-bye.
I, I tell you, I tell you, the, the smiles on these children's faces, as and and you know, the, you can you can tell the results, especially in maths, accounting, and science, they're making great strides. So from a guy who just was a concerned community leader, there you have it. Zero seven three seven six seven five eight double four. Please contact Andrew if you feel you may assist, even with I suppose a tablet or something like that, to help these children. When we come back, we hear about the Lalela project. Otherwise, on SAFM. I want to welcome CEO of Lalela Project, Cat Reaper. Cat, hello. Welcome to Otherwise. Hi. Hi, Shadow. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for your time. It's an absolute pleasure. I love to imagine, activate, collaborate, and transform. And apparently you do that for young people. We do. We try um, through the beautiful medium of art. We have um, an opportunity to share with our students the incredible beauty and um, you know the process of art um, and allowing them to tell their stories and give them expression um, of those feelings that they don't often um, get the opportunity to express. Why do you think that art is, is not um, high on the agenda as far as um, building closer communities and, and social cohesion and those kinds of things? Because as you, as you describe it, it is almost like a language, is it not? It absolutely is. I think it's so important for us to teach kids from a young age how to get along with each other. You know, um, they live in communities where there's so much anger um, and the, the preferred language is usually by the adults around them is usually, you know, shouting or violence or, you know, the, the way that us as adults express ourselves um, is usually what our children um, imitate. Mm. So uh, through projects um, where students are taught on how to communicate, how to collaborate, um, how to work together as a team um, to reach a common goal. It's very important for us to show them that there are different ways of communicating. Um, when we have younger kids, you know, even in the primary schools, if we ask them the question, um, you know, is violence the way that you settle an issue, even, you know, taking my sandwich, the mm. answer is yes. Mm. So it's about teaching kids the different ways that they are to communicate. You you work with children who who come from very poor communities, yeah. and um, I just wonder, you know, when somebody doesn't have food, doesn't have shelter, and doesn't have, uh, has got all the challenges that uh, our communities face, how do you even get through to them to to make them understand anything uh, as 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 far removed as art? You know, the the number one thing um, for us is that we build relationship first. Mm-hmm. It's making, um, you know, becoming, if you look at uh, risk and resilience, and if you look at what builds resilience in students, um, the number one thing is family, or uh, or if there's no family, it's a supportive environment. So it's a place, a safe place for kids to be able to come to, where they are accepted um, for who they are with all the issues and their faults, so there's no judgment. And, you know, art allows us to do that. Mm -hmm. So the environment that we try and create for our students in the workshops is exactly that. It's a place that they can come to if they're not good in art or if they're good in art. So it's not just focus on students who are necessarily talented in art, mm-hmm. but it's an environment where they can come where there's no judgment. So if they want to, to draw the sky purple, um, there's no one that's going to tell them that that's wrong. Um, it's about just allowing them to be and to explore and to, to 
to just share some of the, the things that they, they're not able to share. And, and art allows us um, to have a non-judgmental attitude. You know, if you look at the different, at the world of art, the, the, to be able to introduce the students, um, artists like Paul de Toy or like Picasso, if you look at their art, you know, if you, kids would look at that and see that, that that's not art, that's wrong. Because in school we're taught to be perfect, mm. to draw and color in, in the, inside the lines and inside the, the, the picture that's being given to us. So if you, if you tell them that they can, can do things wrong and that they're allowed to do things wrong, because an art there is no right and wrong, it starts changing something within them to be able to. So, you know, if they, the, the feeling of within a, a safe space, mm. um, I think it's, it's an, a supportive space. It's, and I suppose, I suppose you also, from what they draw or they do not draw, uh, and what they say, because the, I'm thinking in that safe space, they open up and, and almost give you a window into their lives, their everyday lives. Yeah. So I suppose then that, that, um, also tells you a lot about the community within which they live and, and the activities that happen there all the time. I want you to please stay on the line for me because I've just given you that lump to think about and, and talk to us about when we come back because I want to understand what we understand from the the, the, the mental and spiritual uh, uh, feelings, you know, of, of, you know, as, and what they express and what you do with those expressions when they've given them to you and, and what form they come in. Okay. So when we come back, uh, uh, Kat, I want us to talk about that. But in the meantime, we're going to take news headlines with Sir Otsile Sako. Thanks, Shadow Top. In the headlines, rather, MTN SACO Ahmed Farouk has received the memorandum of demands from striking workers at the company's head office in Johannesburg. The workers accused Farouk of undermining them by putting on the table only 4% of their annual salary as their bonus for 2014. One person has been injured in a police shootout, shootout rather, with armed robbery suspects on the M1 South near Santon. An AK-47 assault rifle was reportedly recovered along with a camera that had various photographs of houses on it. And the bail application of Christopher Panayotu in the Port Elizabeth Magistrates Court has been adjourned until tomorrow. Details at 2 o'clock. Otherwise, on SAFM. Kat is my guest, of, and, and she's talking to us about the work they do at Lalela Project. And I've asked, I asked her quite a big question. But really, uh, Kat, what I wanted to know was uh, social, socially and emotionally, because I think that's where we lack, mainly with our children. How do you respond to these children? You know, I think, like I said before, to create a space where kids can actually just come and talk about the stories to come and draw pictures. So, so our curriculum, what we try and do is to get them to, to tell stories and obviously in using different forms and different, um, 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 you know, art, uh, materials and mediums of art, so from photography through to videography with the younger kids, 3D art and sculpture. But I think the, the, how and what we do with the stories is because we read long term and it's, we go into the workshops every week with the students. We walk a journey with students. I always say to my, my staff that, you know, we, we, this is a journey that we walk with the kids. Um, it allows kids to continue their stories, to come and share with us um, and draw pictures. You can imagine, you know, we have 
since we're starting, we actually have a curriculum coming up in storytelling. So we ask the kids to create their own characters and mm. to create their own, illustrate their own stories. So then their own life story starts emulating about um, drug use, um, abuse within the family. Mm. And then we talk to them. It's, you know, a lot of people have got the misconception that, that therapy is talking about, just talking about issues. But sometimes it's just giving kids the permission to tell that story and mm. say to them, it's okay. So how do you, how do you cope with it if something like that happens? And 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 just having a discussion in regards to, um, you know, this is the I don't know the little character they come up with say they come up with a monkey that they've drawn. Monkey lives has a dad who beats him up every day. Like how does he feel about that? Um, and 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 is he shy? Is he scared? And when he's scared, what can he do? What are the things in the community that he can go out and do? And where can he find help? Mm. Just those things in itself is empowering to students. But How long is the journey, though, that you walk with them? We work, we work throughout the years. So this is our fifth year, and some of our students have been with us for five years. Oh, wow. So we, we are long-term committed to the community. And, we're, you know, our vision is that we have students who are not necessarily... We, not, we don't want to churn out artists. We want to churn out students who are role models within their community and mm-hmm. innovative thinkers. Mm-hmm. They're not just connecting art to the emotional, but art to the academics as well. So what do you do uh, when you've documented, I suppose I can, I can call it that, documented through the different mediums that they use? Uh, when you document these stories, what do you do with them? Well, you know, for us, it's, it's also just tracking this, the, the improvement of a child. You, you, as you said earlier, it's very easy for us to see where children are. So mm-hmm. we start our year off with baseline drawings, and we work from grade 1 to grade 12. So obviously they're in different, um, different uh, levels of development, even within. So we can see when children are, have low self-esteem. We can see when children are um, developmentally uh, not strong. We work very closely with our schools. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we are compulsory with all the grade ones and grade twos in Sentinel Primary School um, because of the relationship we've built with the school. We're able to pick up abuse. We're able to pick up kids who um, might not be reaching certain milestones. And we look at things like visual literacy to see if kids are, you know, will be good in maths and science. And we, we share that information with our schools. Um, with our older kids, it's a little bit more life skills orientated. So we are able to have kids and invite kids into the program that are not strong academically. So what we then do with the kids is that we work, again, closely with our high school principals identifying students who might be, um, you know, problematic behavior in, in school, um, mm. and they get uh, kind of diverted into our project. And from there, we are able, through relationship building, through providing w- with a platform where they're not necessarily academically challenged, mm. um, we are able to start building a little bit of self-esteem, start building, and, and very often we see these kids um, change in behavior, change in attitude, because all of a sudden they don't have to divert attention from the fact that they're academically very weak. Mm-hmm. And it's usually those weak children um, in school who are the problem makers, who are the ones who are causing behavior issues within school. So um, work, uh, with, uh, for us it's important that the schools are aware and work closely with us and, and, and walk this journey with us as a kid. Kat, do you work throughout the country? Well, we, our home base will always be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where our core programming is and where we do our core um, development. Mm-hmm. We now also work in Nyanga with um, the Amy Bill Foundation as well as in Mufuleni with Afrika Tukun. 
Uh, we started in Johannesburg with the Tomorrow Trust, and we're actually going to be launching our own program in Mabuneng Precinct in Jeppistown. And then we work in rural KwaZulu-Natal with the David Ratray Foundation. So it's important for us to partner mm. um, with other organizations mm. that have got existing roots in communities. You know, mm. we don't want to reinvent the wheel. Yes. Uh, we work with people who know the communities, work uh, for a long time in communities, already existing relationships with schools. And then we share our curriculum and train facilitators to be able to, to do the program. Well, congratulations for work well done. Um, we will follow you up and, and, and find out how far you are, but it sounds like an amazing program. I'd like to come and visit, and in fact, I shall do so soon, um, and hopefully connect you with other people who are doing similar work around the country. You're, you've got a website, right? They can go to there and, and just find you. Absolutely. They can just go to org. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time, Kat. Absolute pleasure. Thank you, Shadow. You take care. Bye-bye. Whew, lots of work to be done, for children especially. So, lalelaproject.org, and you find them on your website. When we come back, Sana Africa 2015, celebrating the threads that bind us. Sounds very exciting. And I think uh, it's a four-day event that started already, if, if I'm not mistaken, or just about to start over over this week or, you know, over Africa Day, in fact. Nankantla Machazi talks to us after this. Only one thing can move this country forward. It's workforce. SAFM, we're proud to be a nation built by the hands of workers. You know the old adage, you cannot ignore the media. True, isn't it? So, since you cannot ignore the media, tune into Media at SAFM. I'm Ashraf Garda. Every Sunday we talk about issues in the media, advertising, branding and marketing. So now that I have your attention, I expect to, well, you to be listening in Sunday 9 to 11. Otherwise, on SAFM... I kind of jumped the gun of wanting to talk about a festival. But first, something that's even more exciting. I Meditate Africa. Um, we are invited to join over 20 African countries in a global peace initiative for Africa on the 23rd of May. And uh, the I Meditate Africa is a campaign promoting peace across Africa, encouraging the use of meditation as part of mainstream peace building. Latha, I think, or Leda Ramkisson joins us on the phone. Please correct me. How did I do with your name? Good afternoon, Shadow. Yes, it's Latha Ramkisson. Thank you. <laughs> I did it. You're I did it. Really <laughs> Listen, I'm excited because, you know, every time we speak and have conversations on this show, and when we look at the troubles and our headlines and all of that, then I think we all need a shrink because we've, we, you know, we, we need some divine intervention. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was excited and, and, and drawn into this I Meditate Africa because I think the more people that join, the better for the continent. Tell me. Yes, no, absolutely. You know, this initiative started in 2013, actually, mm. and this is the third year. So in 2013, we reached out to like 10,000 people, and we thought we did fairly well. Uh, 2014 was 100,000, 
And this year we've set our targets quite high. We're aiming for 500,000 people to join us. So what is happening, it's just not the 23rd of May. That's the main event. It culminates in Africa Day celebrations and the peace meditation, uh, which is a global event. But during the month of Africa, uh, I'm sorry, the month of May, we've been going to schools, to NGOs, other organizations, and uh, especially the schools, you know, going and, and doing this peace prayer for Africa and meditation with the little ones has been an amazing experience. And um, in KwaZulu-Natal especially, it has been a major breakthrough for us because the Department of Education here has endorsed the program. So all schools are officially participating in our global initiative. So that's just been amazing. And, and you know, we're reaching out to thousands of learners and educators every day and making a difference. And the response from them has been amazing as well, you know, the meditation and, and they can see the benefits of calming the mind, being able to be more focused and clear. So that's really great. So um, I saw the number 20 African countries and I jumped even further because then I thought, okay, we're not just meditating in KZN or Gauteng. We're linking with with the rest of the continent or as many people on the continent as we can. Now, tell me what's going to happen on the 23rd of May that links us to the 20 African countries. In fact, which, which are there? I suppose there are too many to list, hey? Yeah, there are too many to list, but at the moment we've got actually 24 African countries on board now. So they've confirmed participation. But 24 African countries, over 75 international countries will come on board as well. And how it's done, it's a live webcast where noted humanitarian and global peace ambassador Shishi Ravi Shankar will come on with a live webcast, um, a meditation as well as a message of peace for the whole of Africa. And then we link by live webcast, and the Art of Living Foundation is hosting this event in three cities, in Gauteng at the Midland Conference Center, and KwaZulu-Natal at the Chatsworth Youth, Nelson Mandela Youth Center, and in Cape Town at the Camps Bay High School. And uh, so will all the other African countries and international countries as well. So, yeah, so, we're so, so. encouraging uh, the listeners and the public to, uh, to attend these um, public events. Okay, no, we'll, we'll get to those. I want to know um, what happens physically. We get to these event, to these venues. Okay. And it's webcast. Maybe I connect at home if I have Wi-Fi and I sit yes. there. But what happens? What are we doing? And, and what time? Do I have to have uh, previous um, experience as, as far as okay. meditation is concerned? You don't necessarily have to have any previous experience. You can be a first-timer having not meditated at all before because it's going to be a guided meditation. Mm-hmm. At the, let me go to the bigger events now in the three cities. What would happen is the event is commencing at 2 o'clock. So 2 to 3 is a bit of a cultural program, and um, we have VIP speakers as well who have been confirmed. In, uh, in Kauteng, for example, it's a Deputy Minister of Education, and in the Indian Consul Generals in Cape Town and in Durban, as well as the representatives from the municipalities, the MECs, would all be there so they would have some speeches and messages for Africa uh, Peace Day. And uh, thereafter, at 3 o'clock exactly, the live webcast would begin. So for people who are not attending these uh, events in the three cities, yes, you would be able to, if you have a laptop or computer, be able to connect. And for that, you'd need our website address. So that is www.imeditateafrica.org. 
www.imeditateafrica.org. And you could go on to the link there to um, to connect to the website. Is it Africa with a C or with a K? Because I've seen uh, with a C. With a C. Yes. Uh, I meditate uh, Africa dot dot org dot org. That's right. Fantastic. So, um, I'm 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 trying to to look for a high here. When mm-hmm. when when do we believe we've reached a crescendo and everyone has joined at the ether and you know we all because it needs to be a powerful meditation, right? Because mm-hmm. we're spreading mm-hmm. peace out there. Absolutely. So. If I'm doing it alone, I need to feel that the other people that are doing it with me. Is that possible mm-hmm. to, to to have a virtual kind of hand-holding situation? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, by connecting, you obviously know that you're connecting with the consciousness of so many hundred thousand people or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the way it works with meditation, if you're doing it on your own, you definitely will get the benefit. And it is a guided meditation anyway by Shishi Ravi Shankar. But when people sit collectively in a big group of people, a couple of hundred or thousands, then the effect and the benefits are different because the vibrations that you feel while meditating together and the positivity that you get out of it, giving out those vibrations into the environment and, you know, being one consciousness, it's amazing. So therefore, we encourage groups of people to come together to do this collectively. Mm-hmm. So even mm-hmm. if I've got my laptop, but at least mm-hmm. with at least five or four people, you know, yes. to make it work. Yes. So yes. tell me, uh, how are you going to track how many people will participate well, if you've reached that 500,000? We, we do a physical count, actually, at mm-hmm. each venue. Mm-hmm. So now, like I've been to a school this morning and I've reported 1,555 at that particular school their learners and educators. It's this big school. Mm. So I would report the number that participated and the picture, and I'll log it on to the website, and that would be my stats. So each one of us are doing that during the month of May, and so too will be the event on the 23rd. So every single event in every city, in every country, would be logged on with the number participated and a photograph, and then that's how we count the stats. Well, I'll meet you somewhere in the universe. <laughs> Absolutely. Where are you going to be on the 23rd? On the 23rd, I'll be in my home, but I suspect I'll be uh, on a webcast. No, which, which city is it? Kaateng, are you? In Western Cape. I'm in the Western Cape. Oh, Western Cape. Yeah. Well, if you could make your way to Camp Stay High School, it would be great. No, no, I'll, try, I'll do my best. I'll do my <laughs> yes. best. Thank you so much for joining us. And then and we'll give that website for people to connect with you. Yes, yes. The so, contact details of yeah, all three cities would be on that as well. Fantastic, Lisa. Thank you so much for talking yeah. to us. Thank you so much for having us in the show. And <laughs> hopefully you would be joining us as well. Hi. Either physically or on your laptop. On my laptop. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye bye. I meditate Africa, and uh, that's uh, I meditate Africa dot, dot org is where you will get more information and join more than 20 African countries in a global peace initiative for Africa on the 23rd of May. But while I said Africa or Africa with a C or with a K, here's Sanko Mota with a song called Africa with a K.